Okay, Chavra. Uh, we're on Kafei Amabet at the top. Remember, we're talking about this idea. Sadiq HaTamar Yifrach. Okay, Erez Babanun Yizkeh. So why, why are the Sadiqim compared to the Tamar and to the Erez? So we said that they each have unique qualities. And it's helping to understand both. So he says, at the bottom of the Kafei Amabet, it said, if we only said Tamar and not Erez, I would say, just as Tamar, turning the page, Engi Zomachalif, it's a shoot, does not regenerate. So at Sadiq also, Engi Zomachalif. Uh... I think we'd say chas v'shalom, like that would be very bad news. You Hopefully there could be continuation after the tzaddik. Uh, Rashi says, Av tzaddik, ain't lo zecher tzaddik, ain't gizom machlif, and he'll be tzched to meitim, he won't be part of tzched to meitim. There's something terrible about that. So that's why you have to have eres. If I only said eres, and not tomorrow, so we said, how you see Omer third line here? Omer ma eres, ain't lo seperot, of tzaddik chas v'shalom, ain't lo seperot. I say, oh, and eres also doesn't have fruit, so maybe a tzaddik doesn't bear fruit. Chas v'shalom, that's terrible too. You have tomorrow. Okay? So therefore we have both. So it says uh, Tamar and Eris. The Gabari says, the Eris Gizo Machlif. Wait a second. Very nice idea. Very nice little, like, little comparison. But let's take, check the botany here. Is it true that Geza, uh, that the Eris really does, has its Geza uh, change? Is that really a thing? And now the truth is, I, I lied. We're not going to check based on botany. We're going to check based on halacha. Ve'atanya. As you're learning the bright time, Masachah Bavabatra. Halokeh Chilamich Lakuts. Uh, if a person wants to uh, purchase a tree from his fellow, and he wants to cut down the tree, basically. So the halacha is, you're not just allowed to cut down the tree, you have to leave some of the tree as well to continue to grow. Okay? So it says, um, uh, what's it called? Magbio minakarka tevach. You have to raise up from the ground one tevach. Vikotes, and then you can cut. Okay, meaning it doesn't mean you're lifting up the tree. That means is you are, when you're making your cut, if this is the ground right here on the top of the table, if that's the ground, you have to rise up one tefach, and then you cut the, the trunk at that point. And that will give space for the, uh, for the tree to regenerate and to have the shoots or dry growing out of it. And therefore, you're getting your tree, but you're also not costing you know, the, one, uh, the one you bought from the future of the tree. Okay? Besed uh, hashikma, with this uh, big uh, sycamore tree, shnei uh, tefachim. That one needs two, in these two tachim, uh, okay? With what we call a, a virgin sycamore tree, but it means an untrimmed sycamore, it means it's never been cut before. You have to raise up three tachim. For reeds and for vines. From the pekak, the pekak is like a knot. Okay, like, you know, like there's like, knot, like knots in the, in the thing. So like from there and above, okay? Here's the key point here. For the dekel, which is the palm tree, which is also the date palm, and there is a cedar tree. You dig down and can uproot it completely because it's Gaza, it's trunk, anyways, it's not going to uh, replace, and therefore it's okay. Now, uh, two points about this Vraita that cause problems for us. Number one is the simple point that has Erez telling us Ein Gizo Machlif. So when we're making that comparison, it doesn't seem to work. Number two is the two trees we're talking about, about being different, are the Erez and the Tamar, and here it makes them the same. Okay, so what are we going to say about that, this idea? says, So here we're talking about the other types of Arazim. When we say that's one type of Erez, whose Geza does switch. When we say that in the bright over here, that the Erez doesn't have its uh, Geza, its shoots uh, switch or replenish, it's a different type of Erez. Get the Rabbah Barhuna, and according to Rabbah Barhuna, Dhamma Rabbah Barhuna, Asara Mine Arazim Heim, there's 10 different types of Arazim, Shnamar, it says in Yishayel, Etain Bamibar, Erez, I'll place the Erez in the desert, Shita, Behadas, Vagomer. There's a whole list. Uh, there is actually seven uh, types of Arazim, but then the Gemara understands there's many, many different types of Erez, Arazim, and they don't all have the same exact qualities. Okay, so you can use different, you know, different uh, examples of different Arazim and different halachic 
context. Yofi, we will move on. Tanav Rabbanam. Uh, here's a story. Maaseh Rabbi Eliezer shegazar shalosh shetzei taniyot ala tibur v'loyu dukshamim. Okay, Rabbi Eliezer uh, made thirteen taniyot. But this is the normal sequence of taniyot that we have fast days uh, over the congregation, and the grain did not come. Bachrona hitzchilot tibur latzeit. So at the end, on the last fast day, and the tefillot, the people start to leave the shul. They, I guess they think, okay, it didn't work. Uh, we tried, whatever. I guess they're sad. Amar lahem, he said to them, hold on a second. What, you guys prepare graves for yourselves? Meaning, like, guys, this is very dire circumstances here. You can't just, like, be satisfied and, like, walk out of shul. Like, if we don't get rain, we're all going to die. They burst out in, uh, in tears, in uh, crying. Oh, and then the rain came. Okay, so see, sometimes right, the idea is so they have to really get to the to the guts, you know, where you're really feeling the power, you know, and feeling the loss and what's missing, and then uh, it works. Shumasa, another interesting story here. Masa Rabbeleizer Shiraz Yaradli Pnetiba, but Marasimir Barachot, but Nana. So Rabbeleizer goes down before the Tevah to be the Chazan. He recites all twenty-four Barachot that we learned about, and he wasn't answered. Yarad Rabbi Akiva Acharav. Then Rabbi Akiva, who is his student, uh, went after him. But Amarni said the following Tevilah: Avinu Malkenu. Right, Hashem, you know, our father, our king, we have no king other than you. Avinu Malkenu, Lamam Charachem Aleinu. Are you saying, right? For your sake, have mercy on us. Shamim. Whoa, and then the rain fell. So, Havu Muramimi Rabbanan, the Rabbanan were murmuring, kind of like, hmm, what's going on here? The, the student has become the teacher, you know? So, Yastabatko Beamra, Lomi Peshus Agadomizai says, no, I did not answer Rabbi Kiva's filah because Rabbi Kiva is greater than Rabbi Yazra. Don't make a mistake. This is the heavenly voice. Ella Shazema Avirah Midutab is a Enoma Avirah Midutab. It's because this one, Rabbi Kiva, is Ma'avirah Midutab, that he's willing to um, look past his Midot, meaning that like, when he's insulted, he doesn't uh, take it personally, he doesn't get angry, he doesn't get upset. As he's willing to let things go. And this one's not Ma'avirah Midutab, he's not willing to let things go. So, yes, there is like a Midot difference, let's say, between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Lezer, but it's not like a fundamental issue that Rabbi Kiva is like the greater Tamil Chacham or they're even the greater leader. It's just he has this quality that was important in this, in this particular point. Okay, now, I think we'll deal with another question, which is uh, an important question, which is as follows right. How much does the rain have to fall that now the Tibor can stop the fasting? Right, like what's the proper, like what, at what point do we say that like, our prayers have been answered? So the Baraita says, According to Rabbi Meir, it's the, the, the length of the, uh, we'll call it the bend of the plow. Probably like the blade of the plow, because at some point it bends. So at that point, if it can go into the earth, and the earth is soft enough because of the rain at that point, that's enough to say we don't we have enough rain, and we don't have to do it. You see, it also makes sense practically, right? If like the rain is raining enough, you can, you can comfortably plow the ground. Okay, so that, that sounds like it's a proper another rain. In a dry ground, one tefach. If it's middle, like softness, uh, two tefachs. And worked ground, and these three tefachim, meaning the softer the ground, the, the more of an effect the rain has on it. So then you'd have to have more of a, uh, a penetration of the rain water uh, to have it effective. Okay, similarly, Tanya, we learned the brighter, Rabbi Shimon the Lazar, Omer, En lecha tavach milamala, she'ain tahom yotzeh likrato. Rabbi Shimon the Lazar says, I don't really understand exactly what this means, he says, there's no tefach above, you know, a tefach of rain that falls up, that comes above, there's no depth that comes up to greet it, meaning the waters of the depths, I guess maybe it's like underground streams, or underground, whatever, underground waters, they come up to greet the water. Shoshat uh, tefachim, and they've come up three tefachim, so there's always there's going to be some type of like, uh, 
effect. Like the reason, like one tefach is effective above, is because the one tefach of, of above actually indicates uh, three tefachim below. Again, I don't know exactly. Again, maybe saying, I'm not sure if he's saying like, uh, I don't think it means being metaphysical. I think he's saying like maybe like the, when the rain falls, so there are ways the rain can penetrate the ground. They can penetrate directly right into the earth. And also like you can find like crevices in the ground and go into like maybe like underwater streams or something like that. So it could be that you combine those two factors. The reason one topic is effective here is because you have three tachim underneath at the same time and that and the, and the combination of the two, I guess something like that would, whether it would be helpful. Okay. The Hatanya, the Hatanya Tvachim, the Brad just says two tefachs, not three tefachs. Well, it says, Lo kasha, kamba, budaga, bashayna, right? It's not, uh, not one tefach, it's two tefachs, it's not, but it depends if it's worked land or not worked land, either way, uh, how much it has to be, but okay, either way, it, it works. Amr Ablazer, Ablazer says, Kisha minaschim et hamayim b'chag, when we do the water libation, we pour the water on the Mizveach, Am Chag, Am Sukkot, to whom Omer Lechaviro, the depths says to its friend, to its fellow. Uh, okay, it says as follows. Abiyam meimecha kol shnei reim. Abiyam meimecha kol shnei reim anishomea. Like he's saying, uh, let your water flow, Abiyam meimecha, because kol shnei reim anishomea, I hear your two friends, I hear the sound of your two friends, meaning the two libations, the water and the wine libation, they're coming. Shnei Marza says, to whom el to whom korei lekol tinarecha. The one depth calls to another depth because of the sound of its pipes in the sound of its uh, of the channels. So I mean, like, a, I guess this idea here, right? So I guess maybe it's more than just the physical the physicalness. There's like there's uh, like the combination of like the, the depths and the stuff that comes above, and they work sort of together, and that's what's happening down there. Whatever that means. Rabbi says, I saw a certain ridya. Ridya is a certain type of uh, like angel. Uh, whose dummy igla seemed uh, looked like a calf, had the image of a calf, upirsa safate, and its lips were parted. and it was uh, standing between the uh, the lower depths and the upper depths. The tohomer and the tohomer idla amarle to the upper depths. It said, chashor uh, He said, um, let your water. Uh, sorry, distill your water. It says here, distill your water. To the lower depths, it said, let your water flow. As it says that the buds were seen on the ground, on the land. Um, I think the idea is that uh, the nitzanim, the in this case, is referring to, the, I guess, the libations. Okay, and that's sort of the VSA idea here. And when you have the libations, then uh, you also have the other, other waters responding. Okay, I go. either way, I guess, at the point is there's some combination of factors between the rain that's above and the water that's below. Okay, moving along, the Gemara in the Mishnah said, So he said a similar question we had to what we're just discussing now was, uh, or a little bit ago, was the idea of what happens if this rainfall on a fast day itself? Do you stop the fast day? Do you not stop the fast day? We start different opinions depending on when the rain falls. So Tanah Rabbanam Heber Bright says as follows. Uh, if, if they were uh, fasting and the rain fell before Neitzachama, before sunrise, you do not complete the fast. After Neitzachama, you do complete the fast. The fast is that's where it to be. Okay? Meaning, like, the only, only if you get, like, sort of, like, preempted, basically, by the rain, then there's no fasting. He says, no, the marker is the midday, chatzot, and that's the difference. Before that, you wouldn't complete the fast. If it only rained after, you would. You would. He says, no, nine hours into the day, meaning three quarters of daylight hours, you would still not complete the fast. After that, you would complete the fast. Uh, as we find by Ahav, uh, the king of Israel, that he fasted from nine hours and on. You've shown that Ahav has become submissive. 
Uh, but the idea is again that that's sort of a marker. Uh, and that happened in the ninth hour, and the, I guess the idea is that uh, at that point it, there's value in fasting after the ninth hour. Okay. Now a story. So Rabbi Hanasi made a, a fasting, and rain did fall, but after sunrise. Savar he thought that we should they should complete the fast. Okay, and that would be in accordance with Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami said to him, Sorry, we learned the halacha is before and after chatzot, meaning like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, and therefore uh, you made the wrong decision. Okay. Another story about Shmuel HaKatan. Now, Shmuel HaKatan, he's, uh, he's called Shmuel HaKatan because he's incredibly modest. Okay, he's well known in Masacha Brachot for um, composing the tefillah, the bracha of the Lamal Shinim in the Shemana Esrei, which is a bracha about um, those in Klal Yisrael who speak against Klal Yisrael, usually to, like, the, to the foreign authorities and things like that. They like rat us out, things like that. And he was able to compose the tefillah, the Gemara says, because he also had this principle of saying, don't uh, rejoice at the fall of your enemies. So somebody who really doesn't hold a grudge against his enemies, so he's capable of making a tefillah against basically our enemies, yeah, or even internal enemies. Okay, but, he's, but, but now it's a story about him. Okay, so he made a fast day, and the rain fell before the Nitzvah Chamah. Kisvurim Amlomar, Shivchoshot Ziburu. So people thought to say, wow, this is a great praise of our community, because apparently we don't even have to daven, and boom, like, you know, the, uh, our, our like, Kivyachot Filo were answered, but we didn't even have to do this Filo. Amar Laham, he said, ah, you know, he's much more modest. He said, hold on. Let me give you a parable that's similar to. This is like a, a servant who's asking for like a prize or some type of benefit from his uh, master. Amar Laham, so the master says to his people, Ah, just give it to him, and I don't have to listen to his voice. Meaning like sometimes you get answered, not because you're so beloved or you deserve it, it's just like you're so annoying. Right? And like, I don't, I don't want to hear from you. So, so Shmuel comes to saying, like, we don't know why the tefillah comes. Like, maybe Hashem is simply saying to us, like, I don't want to hear you dumb tefillah. I'm, I'm kind of sick of you guys. And sometimes, so even though you, it's a benefit for us, it's not always a reward, which is interesting. Okay? So, um, another fast day, the rain came, it's ending fast day, but it came after uh, sunset. Okay? Um, I guess it means that the previous, I guess the previous day? Uh, no, no, uh, sunset, sorry. No, meaning after the day. So people say, wow, okay, I guess our tefillah really affected me the whole fast day. Now it's nightfall, and boom, the rain came. That's pretty much immediate service. That's great. So Sorry, no, not, not so fast. It's not necessarily the praise of the tibor. Why? I'll give you a different scenario, different parable. Same idea, that ever wants something positive from his master. He says to his people, Wait him out, right? Make him sweat it, you know, sweat it out a little bit. Wait, the whole wait, it literally means wait for him until he sort of they uh, like sort of like uh, means like sort of like to like uh, disintegrate, kind of like just sort of like falling apart, and they're getting so upset. Then you give it to them. Okay, so it's saying like, yeah, Hashem is basically playing with you in some sense, right? And it's not because he loves you so much; you guys are so great. It's that he's he's uh, part of the punishment, part of the, part of the issue. Um, okay, so according to Shmuel Akatam, he's being so harsh. Like, when is there a Shiv Choshotzipa? When can you say the people did their job and, you know, and, they, uh, and they prayed properly and they got what they, what they asked for? Right, if you're saying if it comes early, it's no good. If it comes late, it's no good. So he says this, Amar, Amar, sorry, Amar Mashiv Haruach, Menashav Zika. 
this is the scenario. If a person, if the chazan says, Mashif Aruach, like he brings, brings a wind, and then the wind blows, immediate response. Amar Marita Geshem, he says, uh, he brings the rain, but Altamitra, and the rain actually comes, so that's Shiv Choshel Zipa, right? That, that's like immediate, immediate response. But preempting the Tvilah or something after the Tvilah, not necessarily the case. We'll stop there and continue Bezat Hashem tomorrow, and you see we're going to finish the Parak Bezat Hashem. Uh, that'll be exciting. Shkoch.